Well, let's pray before we yeah, get in, and um, yeah, let's bow our heads. God, we just thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to uh, just broadcast, Lord, and yes, be able to come together as a body um, and ultimately answer these questions that are on the hearts of your kids. And so, uh, God, I know that... Um, we just thank you for the wisdom that you've given Pastor and I. Um, and Father, I pray that it just be able to penetrate into the hearts of those um, who are listening, who are watching. Um, Father, I also pray for a peace that surpasses all of our understanding to settle in the room. And that peace, his name is Jesus. And so I know where two or three are gathered, you are here in our midst, Father God. And so uh, because of that, we give you glory and we thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Now, I do want to make this disclaimer. Uh, we've been married going on seven years, and so we don't propose to know it all. No. Um, but we, we believe if we would stand on the authority of God's word right. uh, and, and speak from our hearts, we could, we could help. We could give you some nuggets. So we're not experts. Um, we're, right. just, we're just here trying to, trying to help out. Yeah. With that being said, we'll, we'll start out with this uh, icebreaker question. Sure. Oh, another thing, I did want to encourage you guys. Uh, we got all of your questions in the mailbox um, in person over the past few weeks. There were a lot of questions submitted. Yeah. So we went through a, a filtering system of those questions, and they came out to about six or seven different questions or categories. So if we don't specifically hit your questions, uh, please be patient with us. Be gracious with us. Yeah. Um, if we can get through these six questions, uh, we'll have a lightning round uh, at the end, and then we'll take some questions here live. So if you have questions uh, that we have time to hit at the end, just be sure to type them in there, yeah. and we'll try to get to them. So Icebreaker good. question. Pastor Kyra. Yes. When did you know that God was calling you to vocational ministry? Yeah. When did you know? Yeah, that, that was, um, gosh, a great question. I know not in the context of kind of the relationship aspect, but um, yeah, I, I think it's just a good thing to start off with. So uh, if you know, if you're, you don't know, I was a single mom and uh, Jaziel was two years old and that's when I met the Lord um, and my life was radically transformed. I was in my second uh, semester of nursing school mm. and I had been saved about three months in and I was, I mean, I was diving into the word like worshiping. I don't know if you remember. I mean, I, it would be hours. I'd be in my room by myself. Um, I had to take a pause from all my friends. Um, I just went into isolation and I, I truly believe it was the Holy Spirit that drew me into that period because there was a period of cleansing and purity that I needed to have done and within my heart yeah. and my soul. And we'll talk about that here today too. Um, but yeah. And so then three months or the semester in, I just was, I, I believe that God had called me to pastor, to shepherd his people. Um, didn't know how, I didn't know when, I didn't know what that process was going to look like. Um, but I was ready to submit my quit papers, like yeah. into the administrative office. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just remember I was studying one, one day in the, in the, and I was about to have this meeting and, uh, I just, this nurse passed by, never saw her again. And she had a bag and it said, God loves nurses too. Yeah. And wow. in that moment, the Holy Spirit just stilled my heart and said, I have you in a process. Wow. And so I decided not to quit nursing. I finished nursing, um, and I started to serve, man, we would be every Sunday, portable church set up, tear down, uh, six 30 in the morning, didn't leave till almost three. And that was life. I didn't, um, gosh, I didn't complain. I woke up my kid, him and I were literally rolling road yeah. cases together. And and we were just serving, serving together the kingdom of God. And I just knew that eventually that time would come. Yeah. And it wasn't until October of, let's see, 2018, mm -hmm. when God fully called me out of nursing. And um, I'm able to lead this amazing church called Highlight. Um, but that was a seven-year journey. Yeah. And, and numbers in the Bible are huge. Seven is a year of completion. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew that it was a God thing. And so you have to make sure that you enter into the process that God has for you. Yeah. If you truly feel that ministry is what he's calling you to, and that means you get your hands dirty, that means you don't quit, that means you don't complain, that means you serve, you serve the least of these. I mean, we learn from Jesus, and that's just what he did. Um, you know, he even told um, his disciples, unless, unless I wash you, you have no part in me or of me. And so um, that's just the process I had to enter yeah. into. So mm -hmm. it was seven years of grind, and yeah. it stills grind. Nothing, um, it's just now completely into um, ministry. So yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Such a great question. I like that. Dirty hands. We might yeah. do a series on serving called <laughs> Dirty Hands. I mean, it's so important. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So first question, you guys ready? We ready? First of all, let's get loose. I want to see some smiley faces yes. on Facebook, some hand claps, some woo, all the praise, things. hallelujahs, all that <laughs> good stuff. I know you're there, but um, yeah, let's, let's get happy, happy. Oh, so <laughs> what are some helpful points? Question number one, what are some helpful points on loving dating your spouse when you have a newborn baby? Ooh, newborn baby. Newborn baby. I'm going to have you take this, PK. Yeah, yeah, man. So I think about time mastery. Time mastery is huge. I mean, not just when you have a newborn child, um, but just kids in general. Um, and because if not, we get into the cycles of busyness, mm -hmm. and that cycle will never stop unless you put a halt on it. So time mastery is key. Yeah. Priorities and time blocks. Um, we have to make sure that we prioritize date night. If not, it doesn't happen. So yeah. we put it on the calendar. So if you just had a newborn baby, God bless you. I know you're probably wanting another extra hour of sleep. Guess what? It just doesn't happen. Um, but time blocks are key. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, I think about it like this, like, our children are a reward from the Lord, yeah. is what the Bible says. And in Psalms um, 127 even states that, you know, a warrior, like kids are literally quivers, like in our, in our quiver, they're arrows, like in our quivers that warriors hold. And ultimately, you're not meant to keep those arrows forever. Mm -hmm. A warrior doesn't keep those arrows forever. They eventually launch them off. And yeah. so we just make sure that we prioritize us first. Yeah. We love our kids. They're a gift from God. But this is the first gift that God gave to us, yeah, right? It's yeah. the institution of marriage. Yeah. And so we make sure that, that that doesn't go above, you know, those priorities. So yeah. you really got to get those priorities in check. Um, yeah. Time mastery, communication. Yeah. You know, we, we attend every Friday, every two weeks on a Friday, we sit down and we communicate. What do the next two weeks look like for our family? Yeah. Um, we have a calendar and we put our dates on the calendar for our kids to even yeah. know, like, this is family dinner night, you know, um, this is when you have baseball practice. Yeah. This is when mommy and daddy go away because we're going to have date night. So even our kids, like communicating with our children, the calendar is huge because they get on board. And, and kids need also like the consistency. Yeah. So when you're a new mom and you have a new baby, I know you also want to protect them. They'll be okay. Yeah. Like you just got to trust God. Leave them in the care of somebody who's going to care for them and love them. Go have a date night for two hours. You need it. Yeah. I also think part of communicating those needs is um, being open and transparent with each other. Yeah. Um, we've had many talks where you've told me, you know, mm -hmm. I just, I, I need you to pay attention mm -hmm. a little bit more. I, yeah. I need you to listen better. Yeah. I've told, I've told her certain things. So it's being willing to, to hear your partner's heart. And um, it's more than communicating, but it's seeking to also understand yeah. where your partner's coming from. Right. Um, so... And, and babies are great. They're amazing. Newborns, they're great. They're amazing. But if we're not careful, we can, we can get into this routine of just mm -hmm. taking care of the baby, eating, <laughs> sleeping, waking up and uh -huh. doing it again. Uh, but you really want to be intentional about communicating, seeking understanding, yeah. and then applying that action. So I love that. Question number two. PK, I'm going to have you read yeah. that off. So what are your personal strategies for purity in singleness and marriage, what are your personal strategies for purity in singleness yeah. and marriage? Wow, this is a great question. Uh, I remember when um, I came to the Lord uh, about almost 14 years ago now, and uh, I was dating a young lady, or we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but <laughs> about two weeks into my relationship with Christ, I told her that we, we, can't, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. And uh, little did I know, I, I entered into a process of seven years of, of giving my heart to Jesus, mm -hmm. um, abstinence, purity. And um, so I would say, number one, the number one thing that you must do as a personal strategy for purity and singleness and in marriage is serve within a healthy local church. Yeah. If you're taking notes, go ahead and put that down. Serve within a healthy local church. Okay, and I think that second step is so important as well, is that you got to connect and get rooted in a light group. We call them light groups here. Most churches call them small groups mm -hmm. or life groups. These are groups where you can connect with great people and grow in your faith. Um, most healthy churches out there, they have co-ed groups. They have 
uh, singles groups, they have yeah. young adult, teen groups, whatever that, whatever stage of life you, you're in, get rooted into those groups. Because accountability um, is key. Yes, accountability yeah. is so key. Mm -hmm. It's important, number three, go ahead and write this down, that you surround yourself with like-minded people. Huge. So it's so important. The Bible says that you, you, you can't expect um, your good character to, to stay pure if you're surrounded with people of bad character. So you got to surround yourself with people who have a similar vision. So um, this guy, if you're a guy, you may have a guy in your life who, who, who wants to remain pure and, and he loves God and, and he loves the word and he loves serving and he has a vision for his life. So you got to surround yourself with guys who want to remain pure and the same thing can go for uh, females. I think the other thing is here, and I'll let you chime in on yeah. this as well, is be transparent with your journey. Yeah, that's good. It, it's, it's tough. It's mm -hmm. tough remaining pure. We're, we're tempted by so many things in, yeah. in today's day and age with, with the uh, social media and technology and uh, things right here, literally, at, at access in our, in our social, in our, uh, on our cell phones and, mm -hmm. and social media, what have you, you got to be transparent about your journey with people. And you got to say, Hey, I'm struggling here. Can you encourage me? Can you walk alongside me? Yeah. And, uh, you said accountability. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I wanted to, um, it was awesome to be able to walk down the aisle mm. and know that we had made a commitment to God yeah. and that we had stayed pure for over two years yes. before we pretty much said, I do. Like, the moment was magical. Yes. I remember it was like all this wind just bustled through my <laughs> hair. It was crazy. Yeah. But um, it, it was just, it was awesome. And, and to make that commitment to God first mm. and then to walk down the aisle and know that, man, we did it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so I know that when I had came into the Lord, look, we all have pasts, right? And yeah. I had a past, okay? And I knew that I needed to pretty much enter into a year of purity. That's what I call it. Mm -hmm. And it was a year of no dating. It was a year of um, being in God's word, of um, serving, and just allowing him to like get all the gunk out, you yeah. know? You yeah. see it all throughout scripture. You know, the lepers were called to go um, cleanse themselves and then come back, or, um, you know, the prophets will tell the people, like, go cleanse yourselves and then come back. Like, there's, there is power in separating from the norm in order for God to do an inner work. So yeah. when you come back, look, you're not doing what they say, you're doing what God says. Yeah. And so it's important to get into your word uh, that holds you accountable. Mm -hmm. Other couples, um, marriage, you know, this is big too, because Paul even instructs in Corinthians where there's a time sometimes that marriages have to even, even enter into purity, yeah. you know? Yeah. And when it's, it's a time of fasting, and you have right. to agree to that though, you know, mm -hmm. it's got to be a common, like, this is what we're going to do yeah. in order to draw closer to God, because we also have to understand that we are one with the Father as he's making us one. Yeah. You know, so it's about my relationship with the Lord as he grows yeah. my relationship with my husband. That's great. And so um, it's just important even in marriage that you seek moments of yes. purity so that you can draw closer to God. So, so when you feel like you're in a funk or like you, ha you feel disconnected from him and let's say you've been married, maybe that's what you need to do, yeah. you know? Because yeah. um, so, that's ultimately kind of getting your, yourself away from distraction. But married couples need other healthy married couples, couples. Yes. in order to be able to go at it the right way, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so you just want to make sure, and it doesn't have to be like five or 10. It could be one healthy married couple mm -hmm. that you go to and you say, look, my husband and I are struggling with this. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. accountability is big and that's what, that's what we're called to do as the body of Christ. So. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's huge. What's that next question there? Number three. Yeah. <laughs> so number three, it says when you find the right one, <laughs> Is it okay to submit yourself to them even if you're not married yet? Wow. Wow. That is a loaded question. It is. Because it, it assumes that you found the right one. I, I jump and say if you found the right one, you would already be married. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching. But uh, <laughs> when you find the right one, is it okay to submit yourself even if you're not married yet? Well, Paul instructs us to submit to each other in marriage. Yeah. So the concept of biblical submission when it comes to relationships um, only fits in the context of marriage. It's laid aside for marriage. So uh, essentially, um, before me and PK got married, I didn't belong to her and she didn't belong to me. 
So essentially, I didn't have to discuss anything with her. Hmm. I didn't have to um, um, ask for her opinion in anything. I didn't have to do what she told me to do because it doesn't apply outside of marriage. And I actually think if you're seeking to submit yourself to someone that you're not married to, you're actually cutting yourself short. Mm -hmm. So you really want to wait <laughs> until you two can agree that um, you are mine's and I am yours and we're pursuing marriage. And what you want to begin to do then before marriage is build in healthy communication right. and understanding. Right. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my take on it thus yeah. far. You had some powerful things to say about this last night yeah. for a bit. Well, <laughs> you know, so Ephesians 5, if we read that and mm. Paul just gives the women, it's funny, he gives us two things. Mm. <laughs> the men, I'm sorry, y'all have like a, a load of lists. But anyways, <laughs> so he goes and says, uh, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. Yeah. And at the very end of that, he pretty much uh, states and honor, and honor them, respect them. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, this word submission can be a little like, ooh, in our culture, but really it just means to go through the person. Mm -hmm. So in a marriage, if there's a decision that needs to be weighed in our home when it comes to our kids, yeah. my, um, where God's taking me, where God's taking him, I'm called to go through him, not just make the decision and say, hey, babe, by the way, I just dropped that $10,000 loan and pulled out a car note. Like, you know, so you've got to, that, that submission, that's going through a person, you, yeah, you know, going I mean, through your well, spouse. I mean, that, that'd be, you know, it yeah. goes, and that's the thing. But sometimes in marriages, we do get away from that. Yeah. And so that's why it's important um, that we do submit. And mm -hmm. um, it kind of goes both ways, right. you know, but it's also saying, babe, you are the head of house. Right. And so you're going to guide us. You're going to lead us. You're going you're gonna to steer us the way God has called you to. Mm -hmm. And so that's why then Paul then gives the men all these instructions. Like you're called to love the church like Christ loves the church. Love, love your wife like Christ loves the church. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. and that's loaded. But why? It's because you're, you're allowing God to lead you. And then I'm able to say, yeah, lead I'll us. Submit. I'm going to submit. We're right. going through each other. Like this is what we're doing in life. Right. But when you're dating, you know, we were, um, when we were dating, God had called you to ministry this like a great to example. be a pastor yeah and he was on his way to medical school like he had submitted his medical um your things for school mm -hmm. he finished his mcats on his way to medical school and i knew in my heart of hearts like that was not what god had called him to do mm. um and trust me like i was becoming a nurse like hey i'm gonna marry a doctor so i mean hello yeah but i i slowed it down because i just knew the holy spirit had called him to something else but i also knew that we weren't married for me to tell him look that is not what god has called you to do yeah like this is what you're called to do so in that time it, it, i had to submit myself to god yeah and his instruction and just wait on his timing. Yeah. And his timing ultimately unfolded and revealed to you that you were called to pastor. Yes. And you, you put up the white, you know, coat and said, okay, well, yeah. not going to be a doctor anymore. But that's kind of an example. You yeah. know, we were dating, but it was not my place to sit here and, and like demand or call out or, or say like, this is what you're called to do. Because that was between him and God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah I, yeah, I think it's just important, important. And then you're called to just be the ear in their life. And, yeah, you can help guide them biblically. Mm. Um, but submission is different because it can turn into just something that's not healthy outside yeah. of marriage. You know, yeah. it, it can turn into something dark outside of marriage because that's what the enemy wants to pollute. And I and I know that's why in our, our world now people don't like submission because mm. we're doing it out of the context of marriage. Mm. Um, so, mm. yeah. No, I love it. I, I think one key thing. You, you mentioned there was if the man is following the Lord, right? then he's a candidate for your submission. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you should buck. I'm talking to my ladies right now. I don't think you should buck a man who is genuinely uh, loving Christ and following him and, and he's serving. There's something right about his heart. There's something healthy about his mind. Now, the Bible does say submit to each other. Mm -hmm. So, um, and this is a part of us loving our women as men is um, when, whenever you do get married, um, you, you want to be able to hear your wife out. Yeah. Um, the Bible says that um, he who finds a wife finds a treasure. So there is value in her. Um, there are gifts. There are dreams. There is competence in her. And you want to be able to identify those things hear her, mm -hmm. cling on to those things, learn from those things. And before you're married, 
that's where that communication and understanding peace comes back in. Yeah. It's um, I, 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 maybe I don't have to go through her yet or hear from her yet, but I want to. Right. I, I want to develop an ear for what God is doing in her heart, because if we're going to get married, um, large in part, um, what the way God is going to guide me and lead me is going to be through my wife. And so that was something I was able to identify even before we got married was how Pastor Kyra would pour into me and, and, and challenge me and pray for me and, and step it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to remain sensitive to that during our engagement phase. And now through our marriage, God really affirms and confirms things through her yeah. that helps to lead and guide me. So, um, because we're the second Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. The wives are definitely <laughs> the second Holy Spirit. Fellas. If we're in so, our words, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So before marriage, you, you, guys, you want to remain sensitive to that. If there's someone you're dating or you're friends with and, and you see that she has major potential, uh, definitely um, develop a good communication and healthy communication in your relationship. Yeah, so, that's good. Yep. All right. Um, number so four. four. Here it is. How do you overcome insecurities from your past relationships Yes. In order to move forward into a new relationship. Yeah, well, I think I, I think I only put forward. <laughs> so, how do you there. overcome insecurities from your past relationships in order to move forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I, again, I, there needs to be like a clean break from one relationship to the other because. Um, you again you need this like time of just cleansing mm-hmm. and going back to just my year again of purity that I call it, it it truly was God was able to work out things in me that um you know men had you know that pretty much men had done that hurt me that broke my heart um God was working out things maybe that even in my childhood that um, I either got or didn't get from my dad. Um, there was just so many things that the Lord had to do on the inside of my heart yeah. to prepare me for the one. Yeah. Um, because if not, it's like you're bringing those ties. We talked about it last Sunday. You're bringing those ties into that new relationship. And so he, it, it was a year of just getting my mind right, getting my soul right, getting my yeah. heart right. Um, and it was, it was needed. It yeah. was needed so that I didn't bring the insecurity of, oh, because this person cheated, now he's going to do it to me. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. because my, you know, my dad was absent in certain things in my life, he's going to be absent as well. Yeah. You know, so it was able to focus my mind to understand that God is my father. He wants all things good for me. Yeah. And I needed a clean break and just to live pure in yeah. order for you know, just for me to be the right one for, yeah. for you. Yeah. So. yeah, I'll give you a few practical things there. That's amazing. Yeah. Number one, consider being single for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel these insecurities, be it a, a terrible divorce or a bad breakup in your past uh, relationship, consider being single for a while. Number two, counseling is healthy. Yeah, that's a big one. Consider counseling. Yeah. I think for, for centuries, the church has demonized people and, and said, oh, no, just, just pray and read your Bible and fast. And I'm all for that, but I'm also all for counseling. <laughs> like, I need someone to talk to. I need someone yeah. to be fully open and transparent with because I'm hurting here. This is how this person hurt me. This is how I hurt the person. Mm-hmm. And this is the effect of it on my life. Now, help me through this for right. the next two to three months. So counseling is, is healthy because you need someone to be vulnerable with. I yeah. think secondly, you gotta, uh, thirdly, you got to understand something about insecurities is this. Go ahead and write this down. Identity is key. Identity is key. And insecurities tend to drown out our identity. Yeah. Our insecurities tend That's to so drown good. out our identity. Mm-hmm. So... If you have been through a divorce or two, if you're not careful, your new identity can become you are a divorcee. Yeah. That's just who you are. So even if you date or even if you marry again, you're going to get divorced. You got to be careful not to own the insecurities. Don't own the labels. Um, If you've had, say, multiple partners, that's a part of your story, Mm -hmm. but none of them have worked. You got to be careful to not own the labels that the enemy is attempting to put on your soul. That's not who you are. Ephesians 1.4 actually says that you are 
loved, you were chosen, yeah. you were called before the foundations of the world right. in Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. So before God created the world, he chose you. Yeah. He loved you. He, he, he set you apart for great works. You are you're valued. You are priceless. You are anointed. You are God's child in Christ Jesus. Psalms 139 says that you are fearfully and wonderfully, wonderfully made. made. That's right. um, you're, you're complex. God put you together in the womb. He mm. had plans for you. All of the days were written out um, and for your life. And so you got to be careful to not allow the insecurities to drown out your identity as a child of yeah, God. And good. I think this is another handle as well. Surround yourself with people who speak to your identity. Hmm. That's what I love about Highlight Church. I, I think, I think, and maybe my superheroes can verify it. Maybe you can't. If you can, I've been a terrible pastor for the past three years. I think we're building a church come on. where we don't just come and set up and tear down come and on. serve, but we recognize people. We speak life into people. Yeah. We stop people in the hallway. We hug them. We high five them. Maybe right now we're giving elbow bumps, but we speak <laughs> yeah. into their potential. If you're going to overcome the insecurities of your past relationships, you got to get around people who speak into where you're going, not where you've been. Yep, that's it. And so surround yourself with people who speak into your life. But please, please, please consider yes. being single yes. for a while. Yes. It is so okay. Like I said, I have an auntie. Um, she's in her 80s. I and, love this and, story. And she, she um, I mean, uh, she's amazing. Aunt Leona, she's in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, she has five or six kids, uh, older, older cousins of mine. They have kids. She was married for a very long time to, to my uncle. He's since passed, and he's home with the Lord. But um, she just got married, I think, about five years ago um, in her 80s um, to, to a pastor. I love this guy. Um, he's in his 90s, and she'll tell you that she is in the best years of her life. So, so you, you got to take time to heal. Yeah. That may take a year. It may take two, three, four, five, yeah. ten years, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth yeah. it. It. That's good. Yes. All right. So here's another one. What is Highlight's view on same-sex relationships? Yeah. yeah. So same-sex relationships. Um, I love this question, honestly, and I think you and I were talking about this because if someone had to ask this at Highlight, it's because we've been loving on you really well, you yeah. know? Um, but we're going to share the biblical view. It's not necessarily Highlight's view. It's what the Bible says. Um, and so, yeah, I'll have you kick this one off. Yeah, and, and I want to kind of clarify that, yeah. babe, because our view is the biblical view. Yes. So, um, and yeah, our view is the biblical view. And mm -hmm. so we do have a view. Um, so let's, this is where we're going to go a little deep, but I promise we're not going to drown. We're going to come, come back up. I think this is going to add value to your life. Yeah. Um, it'll be a discussion starter, something a lot of us can pray on. Um, because if we're not careful in the current culture we live in, um, anything goes. But I, I really think that this is going to bring some clarity. Um, and I also want, to, want us to identify that a lot of us have a past, and we've been hurt. We have had experiences that um, cause us to go down a certain path. Yeah. And so, um, but, but let's see what God has to say about this. First uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse nine says this, just he starts out the gate. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin. And so let's go ahead and clarify this. A lot of translation says sexual immorality. Yeah. So let's define some things. What does it mean to be sexually moral? So what does it mean to be sexually moral? To be sexually moral means um, when, when a man and a woman are married mm -hmm. and um, they, they, they engage in intercourse in the context of marriage. Right. So sexual, to be sexually moral is female, male, mm -hmm. husband, wife in the context of marriage. That is what it is. That's the way God sees sex in the right way. To be sexually immoral is anything outside of that. So yeah. we get terms like fornication 
which is derived from the Greek term porneia. Mm -hmm. Fornication is uh, sexual interactions between male and female who are not married. That is sexually immoral. Mm -hmm. um, sexually immoral, um, also the homosexual also falls into that category. Male, male, female, female, mm -hmm. um, outside of the context of marriage. Uh, sexual immorality is also uh, an adulterer. Mm -hmm. So someone who is married, but they have an encounter or an ongoing relationship with someone who is not married to them. So those are three categories of what we would define as sexual sin. Right. And Paul continues to say this, or who worships idols, commits adultery, or are male prostitutes, mm -hmm. or practice homosexuality, verse 10, or are thieves, greedy people, right. drunkards, abusive, cheap people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. And there are multiple texts in the scripture that, that supports uh, this idea. Um, but, but what you also see here is a leveling of the playing field. Right. So uh, it, it really kills me that we, we always point out mm -hmm. homosexuality mm -hmm. or we point out other things as if homosexuality is the only thing. You have drunkards here. Yeah. You have thieves. You have liars. So I, I just really want to level the playing field and not point at a certain group or demographic and say that the Bible actually talks about a lot of different groups. Yeah. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says this. Just simply put, it says, You were once dead in your transgressions and sins. Mm -hmm. You were once dead in your transgressions. Now, this is where I want to clarify for a lot of us. Because the, the argument out there is, is, is that, um, well, homosexuality isn't any different than any other sin. Mm -hmm. And I get that idea. And it's very true, but there's a difference between sin and transgression. Right. Sin, here it is, is an act of sin. It's an act of wrongdoing. It's, it's an act of missing the mark. What a lot of people don't understand about the context of 1 Corinthians as it relates to Ephesians 2 is this term transgression. Mm -hmm. What in the world is a transgression? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the Greek, this word means a going aside a going aside so essentially put if God's will is in this direction mm -hmm. if his word is in this direction but my life is contrary or opposite of God's will right. I'm going in what against what God has said I'm going aside so this 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 word transgression hits more on on lifestyle right this is a lifestyle opposite of what God has called us to. Mm -hmm. So this is a lifestyle that wakes up every day. Essentially, the key word here is unrepentant. Mm -hmm. um, these, these are people who won't, won't turn. The word repentance means to turn to God or to have a change of mind. And ultimately, what I want to say here is, is that whatever category um, anyone may fall in is that sin is a choice. Yeah. Sin is a choice. Um, I I love sex, mm -hmm. right? Hey, Facebook. Hey, church. <laughs> you, you love sex. Mm -hmm. But there's a context for sex, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about that last weekend. There's a soil that sex should be planted in. Right. And that soil is marriage. Just because I love sex, I don't want to go outside of the context of marriage and sow sex. Mm -hmm. At that point, I am considered an adulterer, correct? So with that being said, I want to take us to John chapter 8, 2 through 11. Let's go to John chapter 8, 2 through 11. This is, this is so good here. Yeah. John 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We're doing old school Bible. Yeah, yeah. The best way to do it. It's the best way. Here it is. I'm going to read this. John chapter 8, 2 through 11, and it says, um, early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. This is Jesus. And it says, a crowd soon gathered and sat down and taught them as he was speaking. The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. My question has always been, where is the man? Hmm. They caught this woman and they brought her to Jesus. And I do want to tell you, 
Um, the last place you want to bring someone caught in sin, if you want to convict and condemn them, the last place you want to bring them is to Jesus. <laughs> He's going to always forgive them. There's Come always on. love and grace for that. That's right. So they brought, her, they brought her to the wrong place. <laughs> they put her in front of the crowd to shame her. Verse 4, teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down. Yeah. Now, this word in the Hebrew is grace. Mm-hmm. Grace. Like he, he got down to her level. I love that. Jesus will always get down to your level That's right. when you're struggling. He's there to minister to us. And he wrote in the dust with his finger. Verse 7. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let Anyone who has never sinned, throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? And um, he says this. Didn't even one of them condemn you? She said, no. And I like what it says in the NIV. He says, neither do I now leave your life of sin. Right. In the NIV, I think we have that there. Leave your life of sin. So with that being said, Jesus provides forgiveness. Um, The sacrifice in the blood of Jesus provides a new start, freedom, power. Yeah. I want to clarify this. Forgiveness is right standing with God. This is why he's here and he doesn't condemn her. Mm-hmm. Freedom um, from the power and grip of sin and death and the power to live the abundant life that God has planned for us. Yeah. But at the end there, there, there's the key. He said, now leave your life, the transgression, yeah. the lifestyle, Receive my love, receive my grace, my forgiveness. I love you. I have a great yeah. plan for your life. Yeah. That's where we stand. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I just want to encourage you, um, Highlight is here to love on you, mm-hmm. show you the truth, and, and have the Holy Spirit do his work. Yeah. Um, and that's our promise, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just what we're going to stand by. And, you know, when I first gave my life to the Lord, um, I had a friend and uh, she was early on in her walk, um, had lived, you know, in this lifestyle. Um, she, she had been gay since teenage years. And mm. when she came to know Jesus and began to read his word, uh, the conviction just led her from there. And yeah. there was nothing that I had to do but lend her an ear and pray for her. Um, and that it was an ongoing, you know, thing that we had to kind of hold, you know, I held her accountable and I'd help her through it. And even with the thoughts, cause thoughts are there, even, even yeah. in marriage, you can have impure thoughts. I mean, yes. the, it, it, Jesus says it's about the heart and our heart condition, yeah. you know? And so, um, but man, she, she just found freedom, yes. you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I just want to let you know that like highlights here to love on you. Um, yeah. we would never oust anyone like that is not what we've been called to do we've been called to love um god is the one that ultimately when jesus comes back to take us yeah he's going to be the judge of all things and so um, but we are called to point to truth and so yeah yeah, but it was a great question great question and i love that it was asked for sure i love it all right so we have another one here it says how do you know when you've found the The one Um, yeah, this is a good question. And I think we all wonder, you know, in our day and age, like there's a soulmate, there's only one person for me. And, you know, um, and I think I was listening to these pastors and they were just talking about how, you know, back in the day, they used to arrange marriages, you know, um, and you know, they still do, but it's, it's really about who is that person who's going to join you alongside the dream God has called you to. Yeah. Are they yeah. going to push you into that dream? Yeah. Are they going to help get you there? Yeah. And are you going to do it vice versa with them? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just what I want to say. It's a choice. Like when you find what you, what you may feel is the one for you, one, you've got to make sure like your dreams are aligned. Like you guys are going somewhere. Um, you know, what he wants for you is what God wants for you. And what she wants for you is what God wants for you. And they will push you into everything that God has for you. Yeah. That's when you know you have found someone. Cause the worst thing is to get to that place where yeah. you know, God has called you to something, be married 
Yeah. And then the spouse is holding you back. Yeah. I've seen tough. it and it's hard. It's really hard. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's things that you want to work out before mm-hmm. marriage, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, God will show you, you know, if that person is for you, yeah. you know, um, and if they're helping you get to that next level. And so yeah. that's yeah. what I would definitely say. It's yeah. a choice. Um, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think like there's not the one, right? Because if there is the one, what if you choose the wrong one and then you set the cosmos of the universe out of order? So you'll find that right. person. I'll shoot you back to week, I think it was week two or three of our series. Couple, couple handles. Get to know them well. Friends first. Yes. It's big. <laughs> get to, just get, look, stop, stop going out on dates. <laughs> I just met him last week and we're going out on a date. See, I'm getting tired now. I'm getting loose. <laughs> I just met him last week. We're going out on a date. Don't be kissing. <laughs> yeah. Because that first kiss, when it's so good. You don't uh-huh. think they the one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now it's lust. Now it's, and not, yeah. yeah, now it's infatuation. Yeah. You know, get to know them well. Be a good friend. Here it is. This is how you know you found the one. There's an equal desire to move forward. Yes. Some of us, some men, we, oh, man, she the one. And she's like, I just like your company. <laughs> I know we've been doing this for two years, but I don't love you. Yeah. And vice versa. There's an equal desire to move forward. Number two, this is so important. There's equal agreement. Mm-hmm. I love you. You love me? Great. We're moving forward. Number three, there's an equal pursuit of each other. Yeah. So you're looking for her. She's looking for you. Chances are you found, you've nailed it. Yeah. All right. And you cool. know, we serve a God who still speaks to us. Yeah. You know, so if, if you're, I mean, if you're in your relationship with the Lord and you're hearing from him, um, I just think about Chris, our creative director. Yeah. Like God will say, that person is the one you're supposed to marry. Oh, man. And so you better buckle in your seatbelt. Yeah. And if that's what you know God has told you, it's now you're moving by faith. And yeah. that might not happen one, two, three, four, five, seven years. Yeah. You know, you, you look up at Jacob and mm-hmm. Rachel seven years in, you know. Yeah. And then that then you're walking, you know, in yeah. marriage. And so yeah. you just never know. I know for us, we were three months as friends, and I heard specifically from the Lord that I was called to you to push you into everything God had for you and marry you, she have your kids, do all me. the things. <laughs> I didn't trap you. But, um, but I knew that. So, so now it was like, okay, yeah. now I'm buckling in my seatbelt. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And there wasn't anything for like over a year. And yeah. then finally you're like, huh, yeah. I think this couldn't really go somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. Just be ready. I love it. All right. So we have another one here. Here it is. We're almost there. Yeah. Should respective, let's see. Number seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, should respective the levels of education match? Sorry. Or, should yeah. respective <laughs> levels of education match? Yes. Or um, is this a form of being unequally yoked? Yeah. I just thought this was an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I would say No. Mm-hmm. There's no need for education levels to match. This is not a form of being unequally yoked. Um, to be unequally yoked means to be in, the, be in a covenant of marriage with someone who is not a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, you know, does light fellowship with darkness? Yeah. Does Satan, does Jesus fellowship with Satan? And, and so essentially he was saying you don't want to be yoked or tied to someone Who's not, who's not sharing the same faith as you. So education, apart from all that, what I will say is uh, there can be a man who, who is a general manager of a restaurant, yeah. and there can be a lady, and they're together, and she is pursuing her doctorate in law. Yeah. Um, she's going to bring in more money eventually. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is do we share the same faith? That's number one. So do we love the Lord? Yeah. Um, do we love to serve? Are we generous people? Uh, number two, character. So how does this person think? Um, how does this person evaluate things? Who is this person? So faith, character. And number three, are we aligned in vision? Yeah, so that's huge. So we may have higher education or a difference in education, but we're going in the same direction. He may be a general manager at a restaurant. She may be becoming a lawyer, but he has a good handle and grip on finances. And we can agree that he's going to take care of the finances, and I'm going to bring in a lot of the bacon. But there is an alignment of vision. So 
men, because I know women are killing it in school right now. So men do not be intimidated mm -hmm. by these beautiful, educated women. That's right. And I, get if you I could, some. you better get you right. <laughs> I'm not a woman, but what I will say <laughs> is I'm sure they don't mind you pursuing them. Yeah. So be confident. Mm -hmm. I got a woman amen to me right here. Yeah. Be confident, <laughs> be bold, and be who you are. Are. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So good. All right. So we have some lightning rounds. These are some just quick hitters. Um, and we're going to go ahead and hit this. What is a good way other than the church to meet someone who loves Jesus? Um, it's funny that they put other than the church because that means they know what our answer is going to be. Yeah. Um, because honestly, <laughs> grow your church. We grow our church. Some fine man going to walk through those doors grow and church. he's for you. So grow you got to grow the church. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, seriously, mm. grow your church. Um, and But yeah, I mean, bookstores, coffee shops. I was just telling you this last night. Like we cannot, like as women especially, like we're not called to be hunters. Mm. You know, that, that's what men do. Yeah. Like God called them to hunt. Mm. Like we're called to like gather and protect. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, so we can't go out there having hunter goggles on because mm. It will take and consume every part of who we are as women. And now you're not pursuing the things God has called you to because you're so focused on who's the one, when's he coming, this and that, yeah. you know? And it's like God is going to bring you that person. That's when your trust in him comes. So yeah. it could be a coffee shop. It could be a bookstore. It's not the club. Right. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's not a not. lounge. I know it may have happened. I get that. But it's, it's, it's rare. <laughs> let's, let's look at places where there's lights. You know what I mean? Just like, it, so you just got to look at those things. Yeah. It could be the grocery store. It yeah. could be Starbucks. Yeah. Um, it could definitely be Highlight Church. Yeah. You know? So. I would say it's weird to think that the only place you can find someone that loves Jesus is in the four walls of the church. Mm -hmm. People should be at work and out yeah. at the park and having fun. That's kind of weird. To, to think that it's just the church. Yeah. I would say this. Here it is. Um, don't give God a deadline. Yes. And he doesn't work according to your calendar. That's good. So you can say, I'm going to serve. I'm going to be in the church. Don't tell God in six months if he doesn't show up, I'm going back to the club. Don't do it. Just be found. Number two, dating apps. <laughs> Waste of time or not. This is what I'll say. I just say run. I'm sorry. Here, try. This is try and see. I don't have enough experience to know, so I won't. I won't say don't do it. Um, here's here's this. Here it is. This is the principle. You reap what you sow. Mm. So th this I love principles because they are pervasive. You reap what you sow. If you've been sowing emotion and time and effort, and you've been logging in to see. Who, who dinged you or who swiped right or whatever, <laughs> and you have not reaped what you've sown, you're wasting time on dating apps. Yeah, yeah. Some of it has worked for people, but far and few and far and few between. Yeah. Here it is. There's a nine to one male to female ratio on Tinder. Oof. I don't know about the rest of them, but men, we don't stand a chance. <laughs> so get to Barnes and Nobles. That's where we met. Just sit there. And just She'll come by. Men make up 85% of United <laughs> Kingdom dating apps. Wow. Get off. <laughs> All right. That's All right. Number hitter. three, should I rule out a potential partner that doesn't share my environmental beliefs, mm -hmm. recycling, low waste, vegan, etc.? Um, this is a good question. I, question. I, I think it's about... It's our last one. Man, I, I don't think that the person should be ruled out because... God, like he does this thing when we get married and we become one. Yeah. So at first your spouse may not, you know, but they'll, they'll come around. You've just got to have the patience to see it come. Yeah. Cause if not, then we're shutting down everyone we meet because not all of us, like we're called to be like-minded in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that can mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, yeah, that's what I would definitely yeah. say because there are certain things that, you know, um, it may not be, I don't know recycling or whatever in our home but it may be like i just want you to close your drawers and yeah. put your clothes away and put the socks where they go those are things that married couples always argue about but it is just now seven years in that <laughs> pastor is putting his socks in the drawer Yay! i'm so excited so my vegans there is hope <laughs> So you never know, and, and it's about being patient. Yes. So, yeah. Hey, Didn't another thing that. I just want to add to that, it's slim pickings out there. Mm-hmm. So don't make things harder than what they are. <laughs> like, it's slim pickings, bro. <laughs> like, steer, here it is. Steer clear of imposing your personal preferences right. on a potential partner. Exactly. And, and just faith, character, and vision.
All right. Awesome. Those are the quick hitters. Awesome. Well, we did it. Let's celebrate, highlight. Um, man, thanks for hanging in on with us. And yeah. Um, But yeah, so just a couple of different things. We're going to hit some announcements real quick. Well, no, not yet. You're, okay, then you got it. I know. I just got a sign that said it was 60 minutes, but we, we started, and we can be live. Talk to me. We started um, at 11.10. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, is there a question, Facebook? Let's do Let's one or do two. Let's do it. And then we'll, we'll be out your way in about 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Let's do, let's do a question or two or whatever. Any questions? They're rolling in. <clears throat> These Mia Moore cups are pretty cool. They are pretty. You know when you walk into Target and you're on par with what God has for you I when know. Target has Mia Moore cups? Mia Moore. <laughs> Mia Moore, Mia Moore. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, as we're waiting on a question or two to pop in, um, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll kill some time by, by just saying this. There was a question that was texted me this morning. Oh, yeah, that's good. About um, how do you encourage your teenage kids to remain pure before marriage um, due to the peer pressures they, mm-hmm. they may be experiencing in high school and, and middle school? Um, Wow, that, it's just a great question. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, for, for my parents out there who may have um, had, a, had a history in high school, college, prior to marriage, I just say share your story with them. That's good. Share, share your story and how it affected your life. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I would say get them around uh, youth leaders that they may look up to. Um, maybe what you're saying is not relevant to them. It's that familiarity thing, your mom, your dad. But your teenager will hear out a 20-year-old yeah. um, who is walking with the Lord, who is honoring God. They will hear these individuals out. So get some encouragement around them from people that they're going to receive from. And, and also seek to encourage them to have healthy peer-to-peer relationships. Yes. Help them steer clear of um, unhealthy teenagers who may be um, experiencing uh, that, that kind of lifestyle right now. So yeah. those, are, those are three quick handles. Definitely. All right. Yeah, and I, and I think just biblically, you know, continuing to, um, you know, talk them through biblically. And I love what you said, like, just tell them your story. You know, we've got to we've got to go back sometimes and just remember what was it like when I was a teenager and what mm. did I want for my parents? And so one of those things is their story, honesty, um, because honestly, they're talking about it. Yeah. So you might as well talk about it with them, you yeah. know. Mm. Um, and yeah, getting around people to let them know, like, it's worth the wait, you know. Yeah. Um, I know, again, that year of purity that the Lord kind of put me through um, was that almost like that condemnation that the, the enemy was putting on me, that I wasn't going to be pure, like virgin, you know, before mm. I got married. Like mm. that really weighed on me heavy. And I remember like I had a whole month where I was just crying because I wish that I was able to take back all these years. But the reality was that I couldn't. Yeah. And so God had to heal me of all that. And so it was an amazing experience to be able to walk down the aisle and know that, okay, maybe I wasn't getting to that altar, but man, God purified me throughout that time. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I was, you yeah. know, so you just want to make sure that, um, yeah, that, sure, that, sure. that you talk about it yeah. for sure. Very good. Very good. All right. So <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Cool beans. Okay. So we'll start with some announcements. Number one, I want to encourage us to pray. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us today, but let's pray. We have COVID-19 um, mm-hmm. out and about. And we want to be vigilant and faith-filled and prayerful. Don't go at this season alone. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to attend light groups. Reach out to your brothers and sisters in faith. Uh, be prayerful. Right now, more than ever, read the Word. Read the yeah. Word of God. Pray the Word of God. Yes. Psalm 91 is is key. Psalm 91 is key. And... Um, a lot of things that Jesus said in the book of John, I would say between John 14 and 16 are key to the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts in this season. 
So pray, pray for healing. Yeah. Pray that the Lord would, if he doesn't eliminate it, pray that he would oppress and minimize the effects of COVID-19. Right, right. And um, so let's make sure we're praying about that. Also, let's pray about Granary Row. Yes. We're actually right we're actually now here. in our future home. Mm-hmm. Um, we are about um, 95% or so there. I mean, if the finish line is, is here, <laughs> we're, we're here. And so we had inspectors come out on Friday. They looked. They thought that everything was amazing, but we were missing one component. And yeah. so they're asking us to add one component. They'll be back out tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So pray that we get our use and occupancy and everything goes according to plan. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm saying if Governor Hogan keeps it to 250 and under, if we get our use and occupancy for next Sunday, we're going to worship here. Mm-hmm. We're going to come together because I think that there is value in worshiping, praying, and, and, and preaching encouragement in this season. And yeah. so um, be prayerful. It's going to be exciting. The place mm-hmm. is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you all who have done work. And, um, and it's just been so amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just be vigilant. And then I just like we've got to remember that God is in control. Yes. Like, you know, so... Enjoy this time of rest, mm-hmm. um, you know, enjoy this time of um, just kind of taking the pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's doing something. He's definitely waking up his people Yes. to realize that we need him more than anything because mm-hmm. tomorrow is not promised and he knows our days. Um, and so every one of them is numbered. So yeah. he knows them. So um, just trust in him and continue to just seek, um, seek out your leaders um, you know, your, your, your people, uh, mm. prayer, all of those things. Yeah. But yeah. And we're here again, email the team at highlight.church. If you have any yeah. uh, questions, concerns, um, if you need someone to drop you off water, cause you just can't get to the grocery store, like whatever it may be, we yes. will make sure that we get that done for you. Yeah. I'd also encourage you if you, um, don't have community, sign up for a light group, sign yes. up for a light group. Uh, you can also reach out to Chow Tran. He's our connections director. That's C-Tran, C-T-R-A-N, at highlight.church. He'll get you plugged into a group. We have all kinds of groups out there for you. Um, community is so important right now. Yeah. We also want to encourage you um, in this time to remain uh, faithful and, and open to giving and generosity. Yeah. So I want to go ahead and present the different ways to give. You can give online. You can give by text, so you mm-hmm. can go to our website at highlight.church, click that invest tab, and it's pretty user-friendly from there. Um, yeah. The second way to give is by text. You can text your amount to 84321, or you can give by check. You can send it uh, to our new location at 317 East Diamond Avenue, Suite 201, Gaithersburg, Maryland, and, um, man, your, your giving has, has yes. made such a huge difference mm-hmm. um, in this city, our partnerships with FSI, and mm-hmm. it has made a huge difference as well as we continue to transition into Granary Row. Yeah. Um, th- this is you. This is literally your giving and action, and we thank you for that. So let's be vigilant. And that's another thing. We don't know when we're going to meet again. Yeah. So um, I'd even encourage you to take that next step. If you're giving, but you're not on recurring giving, go ahead and sign up for recurring so you don't even have to think about it. Right. I know for PK and I, it comes out automatically every other Friday. And um, so we know that we're putting God first in that way, yeah. and he's able to advance his church. So please go ahead and give online. Uh, you can do that now. And as a matter of fact, before we do give our offering, let's go ahead and pray over the offering. Yeah. And then we got one more announcement and we'll head out. Mm-hmm. Baby, can you go ahead and sure. lead us in this prayer? Thank you. Uh, Father, we thank you, God. Um, we, we trust in you. And, and we just thank you for the strength that you've given us yeah. um, to be able to uh, have the resource that we have. And ultimately, God, it belongs to you. So, yes. Father, I pray that you would bless um, what we give. Uh, and, and I also pray, God, that you would continue to steward my husband and I um, as we lead this church according to what you are calling us to do. Um, Father, continue to um, just resource us in abundance um, and bless the people that are choosing to give um, and, and understanding that this is just, this is your will. Yes, Lord. Um, and this is what 
this is the only thing you've told us to test and, and that ultimately you will overflow. And so, God, I pray that you would overflow in their homes with joy and peace, um, not just financial, Lord. Prosperity may look like different things. It's just not financial. Yes, Lord. Um, but, Father, we do pray for the prosperity of Highlight Church so that we can feed uh, more people and we can open more locations, God, Hallelujah. and we can advance the gospel here in Gaithersburg and beyond. And so, Lord, we know that you're calling us to greater and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And our yeah. final announcement is this. We're going to rebroadcast this at 5 p.m. Yes. Um, on YouTube. And so um, if you caught the tail end of it or, or wherever you are in this, 5 p.m. If you want to see it again, 5 p.m. YouTube. And um, we'll be sharing also on Instagram and Facebook uh, about this Q&A yeah. session. So we have officially capped off the Mia Moore Woo! series. It was wow. good, y'all. It was our first ever relationship series in this way. Yeah. Go back to the podcast, and sure. uh, I'm sure you're going to be blessed. 